Holy Father in heaven, thank you for giving us the privilege of life and all the things that make our life to be sustained and to make it endurable and beautiful. We thank you for the air we breathe, the water we drink, the security and peace we enjoy. We also thank you, Father, for protection and guidance and providing the basic necessities of life. We worship you for these things, Lord, and say may all glory, praise, honor, and adoration be unto your holy name now and forevermore. Lord, we have our duty to perform to ensure that we give glory to your name, to reflect the image of Jesus in our lives. We are far from what we ought to be, and therefore, Lord, we ask for your help, that as we go through our devotion, we will see things that will be a correction to us, that will help us to come closer to the Lord, and that you grant us of your Spirit to put into practice all that we learn. Lord, of my own self, I cannot see anything that will be a blessing to all who are listening. So I plead, Lord, with you, please grant to me the gift of your Spirit. Put your words in my mouth for the sake of your children who are listening, that the words that will flow will be blessings to everyone. In Jesus' name I've prayed. Amen. Conflict and Courage, March 6. Separate Ways He that believeth on the Son hath everlasting life, and he that believeth not the Son shall not see life. John chapter 3, verse 36. Jacob and Esau met at the deathbed of their father. Once, the elder brother had looked forward to this event as an opportunity for revenge, but his feelings had since greatly changed, and Jacob, well content with the spiritual blessings of the birthright, resigned to the elder brother the inheritance of their father's wealth, the only inheritance that Esau sought or valued. Esau and Jacob had alike been instructed in the knowledge of God and both were free to walk in his commandments and to receive his favor. But they had not both chosen to do this. The two brothers had walked in different ways, and their paths would continue to diverge more and more widely. There was no arbitrary choice on the part of God by which Esau was shut out from the blessings of salvation. The gifts of his grace through Christ are free to all. There is no election but one's own by which any may perish. Every soul is elected who will work out his own salvation with fear and trembling. He is elected who will put on the armor and fight the good fight of faith. He is elected who will watch unto prayer who will search the scriptures and flee from temptation. He is elected, who will have faith continually, and who will be obedient to every word that proceeded out of the mouth of God. The provisions of redemption are free to all. The results of redemption will be enjoyed by those who have complied with the conditions. Esau had despised the blessings of the covenant. He had valued temporal above the spiritual good, and he had received that which he desired. 
It was by his own deliberate choice that he was separated from the people of God. Jacob had chosen the inheritance of faith. He had endeavored to obtain it by craft, treachery and falsehood. But God had permitted his sin to work out its correction. The baser elements of character were consumed in the furnace fire. The true gold was refined until the faith of Abraham and Isaac appeared undeemed in Jacob. Amen. The title of our devotion for today is Separate Ways. Our key text, as we saw, is John 3, verse 36, which says, He that believeth on the Son hath everlasting life, and he that believeth not the Son shall not see life. This passage is reminding us that the he referred to there is not named, and any of us can be that person that believes. We have talked about election before as we were looking at the birth of Jacob and Esau where the Lord said the younger will be the ruler over the elder or the elder shall serve the younger and we have understood that it wasn't God's fault or God who worked it out and ordered it that Esau will be what he was it was his choice you see the blessings of God as we read it is free to all God has not said it must be the firstborn of every family that will get the double portion of my inheritance. As we see the life of these patriarchs play out, we realize that God blesses anyone who will work out their own salvation with fear and trembling. The life of Esau and Jacob is a prime example of the fact that God will reward you regardless of your position in the family. God will reward you regardless of your heritage, your race, your tribe. It doesn't matter where you are from. If you make the right choices, you will get the right results. That is what we are learning from the, from the life of Jacob and Esau. As we saw in Conflict and Courage, page 71, paragraph 5, Esau had despised the blessings of the covenant. He had valued the temporal above the spiritual good, and he had received that which he desired. It was by his own deliberate choice that he was separated from the people of God. End of quote. So here we see Esau's separation from God, just like Cain's separation from God, was by both their deliberate choices, and that was the same thing with Judas, and that will be the same thing with anybody. God's salvation and his blessing is free to all. Jesus died for every human being, and it is open to all of us to make our choice. There is no arbitrary choice from God or predestination that has kept you where you are, if I will be lost, if you will be lost, it will be because we chose to be lost, not because infinite wisdom, not because God had ordained it to be so. We have already seen in the book of Romans 8 that God ordained that everyone should be saved. Everyone should reflect the image of God. That is God's ordination. But for us, we can make our choices, even though God has ordained that to be. We can make our choice, and what God has ordained will not come to pass. 
So how about Jacob? We read Jacob had chosen the inheritance of faith. There were two inheritances. The one that had to do with the temporal things, Isaac's wealth and all his physical blessings. That was what Esau was always after. Jacob was after the spiritual blessings. He wanted to be the one through whom the Messiah will come. And he was striving for it. He desired it. He loved it. He cared for it. It was his will to have it. But what about Esau? He cared not for it. All Esau wanted, he got. And what was it he wanted? He wanted the temporal blessings. We read, it says, And Jacob, well content with the spiritual blessings of the birthright, resigned to the elder brother the inheritance of their father's wealth, the only inheritance that Esau sought or valued. Here we see that because of Jacob's desire and his will, God gave it to him. The Bible says in the book of 2 Corinthians chapter 8, verse 12, For if there be first a willing mind, it is accepted according to that a man had, and not according to that he hath not. What is the Lord telling us here? We need to have that willing mind. If I read it in the Bible in basic English, it says, For if there is a ready mind, a man will have God's approval in the measure of what he has and not of what he has not. Jacob had this willing mind, but he didn't have the perfect character. And the Lord worked out that character in him. Reading from Conflict and Courage, page 71, paragraph 5, it says there, Jacob had chosen the inheritance of faith. He had endeavored to obtain it by craft, treachery, and falsehood. But God had permitted his sin to work out its correction. The baser elements of character were consumed in the furnace fire. The true gold was refined until the faith of Abraham and Isaac appeared undeemed in Jacob. End of quote. Like I've said previously, you see there's a difference between the life of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. While Abraham, Isaac, and Isaac seemed to have a more balanced and perfect life, especially Abraham, we see in Jacob a stark difference. Isaac, the only fault we we'll say we could see in him was that his yielding disposition that made him not to be a bit balanced like his father uh, Abraham. Uh, Isaac had more of that softness, but Abraham had it all. He was well balanced. You could see that servant who would welcome strangers to his house and and entertain them, cook for them, give them food and stand by their side like a servant. You could see the man who would rather let Lot choose before him, the meek man. And you could still see the courageous man that will take men with him to go and fight to rescue his brother, Lot. That is the balanced character of Abraham. Jacob did not have this. He was far from it. Jacob was not tested like Abraham. Abraham, in many fronts, proved himself faithful. I said, oh, that I could be like Abraham, and that will just be reaching the skies, I know. But yet, I am far from that. What could we see as a blot in Abraham's life? That he lied twice. How many of us have not lied more than twice? This man was a man of faith. A cedar to be reckoned with. He was one that stood as a pillar of faith. Isaac the same, but Jacob 
Far from it. But one thing we can see in the life of Jacob that we all can relate with, because many of us are not like Abraham and Isaac, we can relate with Jacob. And what is that? The willing mind. Where there is a willing mind, it's acceptable before God according to what a man had and not what he has not. And God then walked in Jacob. Two of them, they walked it out together till finally Jacob attained to what his fathers were, which is Isaac and Abraham. He wasn't perfect at first, but that willing mind, we see it work out in him later on as he God walked with him. God didn't reject him even when he tried to use treachery to get the birthright, first of all, by trying to, to uh, buy the birthright rather from uh, his brother Esau. I mean, if his brother was at the point of death, what would Jacob have done? That's why I see that in as real treachery. So something real bad that Jacob did there. But God saw these things. But nevertheless, he saw in Jacob something else which was highly admirable. Jacob had forgone the things of this world. He had left those things. And all he was interested in was spiritual blessings that the Lord will use him to God's glory. How? He knew that it had nothing to do with money, with wealth. He knew all that. He knew that and yet he chose that he wanted to be the one that the Lord will use to his glory. He prized that above earthly things. The Lord saw that even though he was a treacherous person, even though he was the one who tried to use craft and deception many times to get what he wanted, but in him the Lord saw something beautiful. One who would neglect the things of this world, count it but done, and hold on to the spiritual blessings. We may be like Jacob. We love the things of the Lord, though we see defects of characters in our life. And the Lord is saying to us, I accept you. Where you have that willing mind, I accept you. And we will walk together till you be like Enoch, till you be like Jesus. Reading from Acts of the Apostles, that's the book of Ellen White, Acts of the Apostles, page 483 explaining what it means for us to have that willing mind that brings us to finally overcome and walk with the lord i will just read this wonderful uh, statements here it says wherefore my beloved he continued that is paul continued as you have always obeyed not as in my presence only but now much more in my absence walk out your own salvation with fear and trembling for it is God which walketh in you both to will and to do of his good pleasure. Do all things without murmurings and disputings that you may be blameless and harmless, the sons of God, without rebuke, in the midst of a crooked and perverse nation, among whom you shine as lights in the world, holding forth the word of life, that I may rejoice in the day of Christ, that I have not run in vain, neither labored in vain. These words were recorded for the help of every striving soul. Are you one of them? I'm one of them. Jacob was one of them. It's recorded for you. Paul holds up the standard of perfection and shows how it may be reached. How? Work out your own salvation, he says, for it is God which worketh in you. The work of gaining salvation is one of co-partnership, a joint operation. There is to be cooperation between God and the repentant sinner. That was how Jacob and God cooperated. And God brought in him that character. So we also have to understand. Where we have a willing mind is acceptable before God. 
Yes, there are still defects in the character, but that will, that desire to be among those whom the Lord will use to glorify his name in this day and age, as it was for Jacob, so will it be for us. The Lord will walk with us, but we must cooperate with him. This is necessary for the formation of right principles in the character. Man is to make earnest efforts to overcome that which hinders him from attaining to perfection, but he is wholly dependent upon God for success. Human effort of itself is not sufficient. Without the aid of divine power, it avails nothing. God works and man works. Resistance of temptation must come from man, who must draw his power from God. On the one side, there is infinite wisdom, compassion and power. On the other, that's on our own side, there is weakness, sinfulness, absolute helplessness. God wishes us to have the mastery over ourselves, but he cannot help us without our consent and cooperation. The divine spirit works through the powers and faculties given to man. Of ourselves, we are not able to bring the purposes and desires and inclinations into harmony with the will of God. But if we are willing to be made willing, the Savior will accomplish this for us casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalted itself against the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. 2 Corinthians chapter 10 verse 5. I'll stop here and continue the reading later. So from what we have seen, this is what, how the life was between Jacob and the Lord and that's how it should be between us and God. Where we have that willing mind, first of all, we need to pray for the Lord to make us willing to be made willing. There are some people who are like Esau. They are not even desiring world, uh, earthly, uh, sorry, heavenly blessings. They are not desiring heavenly blessings at all. And you say to yourself, I don't see any need for this. There are people like that. Do you know you can pray to the Lord to make you willing to be made willing? You find yourself more inclined to the things of this world. And you see those who are chasing after the heavenly treasure. And you wonder, what is it in these people that made them to let go of earthly things? To the point that they are chasing these heavenly things like there is really something in it. You can be like them. It is not in you now, but you can pray to the Lord to make you willing to be made willing. That he may walk out in you that same will and desire but you know desire is not enough i continue the reading now he who would build up a strong symmetrical character he who would be well balanced a well balanced christian must give all and do all for christ for the redeemer will not accept divided service daily he must learn the meaning of self-surrender he must study the word of god learning its meaning and obeying its precepts so this is how we cooperate with God, studying his word, learning its meaning, and then rendering obedience to his precepts. Remember that the strength is not in us. In us on our side is weakness, sinfulness, absolute helplessness. But we are drawing power from God. And you can't say after you have drawn power from him that you are still all weakness. When the Lord has given you power, you have strength. And now you can render the obedience. How do you get the power? By prayer. That's how you get the power. Study of the word of God. That's how you get the power. And then you are invigorated to do what God says you do. It's not in you. And going on it says, Thus he may reach the standard of Christian excellence. Hmm. Just like Jacob did. Finally he reached it. Finally we can also reach it. 
day by day God works with him, perfecting the character that is to stand in the time of final test. And day by day the believer is working out before men and angels a sublime experiment, showing what the gospel can do for fallen human beings. I count not myself to be to have apprehended, Paul wrote, but this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth to those things which are before, I press toward the mark for the high price of the high calling of Christ, of God in Christ Jesus. End of quote. So this reading is just explaining to us how Jacob walked with God and how we can also work with God, having that willing mind to be the one through whom the glory of God will show to the world. Just as Jacob desired the birthright, the Lord has a birthright for us today. The Lord has a work for us to do. When we look at the call that the Lord has given to the Christian world today, God has given to us a birthright. Do not despise your birthright. God raised you up for greater things. Among those who keep the commandments of God and have the faith of Jesus will be developed a people that will be for God himself. Those who keep these commandments of God and have the faith of Jesus are going to be developed by God. Do you have a willing heart? It doesn't matter who or what you are or what your past has been. Remember what Paul said, forgetting those things which are past, looking forward to those things which are before. Do you have a willing heart is the question. It's not what is your past. It's not what is your present. Do you have the willing heart? Jacob had that willing heart. And where there is a willing heart, it is acceptable before God. God will do the rest as you cooperate with him. Now, today, just as there was a birthright for J- Jacob, there is a birthright for many of us. I've talked about this in previous devotions. In the book of Revelation 7, reading from verse 1 to 3, the Bible tells us that God is in the business of doing the work of sealing his people in these last days. And there's going to be a special people in the book of Revelation 14, verse 1 to 5. We see that there is this special people standing on Mount Zion with Christ Jesus. On them are written the names of God on their forehead, known as the hundred and forty and four thousand. They are the people whom the Lord is going to use to bring the highest glory to his name. We are told we are to strive. Re- reading from Review and Herald, March 9, 1905. Let us strive with all the power that God has given us to be among the 140 and 4,000. This is a work. This is a birthright waiting waiting for us up for grabs do you want it when we read the book of revelation 7 there are some people who say i don't want to be among the 144,000. just make me among the great multitude that's like esau's kind of mindset you see something glorious before you and you say to yourself i'm not interested i believe there's there's some people called great multitude right please leave that one for me in making that decision you are just no different than from esau when you know that there is this this particular thing here a blessing kept for those who will bring the greater glory to the lord and yet we say that we are not interested in it you have to show that you can't get it you can't get it see it's not about yourself it's about god all we need to do is cooperate with him it's not about your past it's not about jacob's past this is a better right given especially 
to us at these last days and many are despising their birthright the seal of god as we see in the book of ezekiel chapter 20 verse 12 and 20 we are told moreover i give them the sabbath to be a sign between me and them that they may know that i am the lord their god and then god said keep my sabbaths for they shall be a sign that you may know that i am the lord your god God is calling the people in these last days and giving them his seal, which is the sign, the Sabbath. And he's saying to them, be among those who will bring the glory to my name. And it is left for us to either accept this or reject it. Like Jacob, you can strive to be among these people because you see the spiritual blessing that is in it. And if you have that within mind, the Lord will give you the blessing reading from steps to christ page 46 and downward we we need to understand something here that this willing mind is not just a mere desire it's not just a mere desire there's a difference between our will because desire will not take you nowhere if you don't put the will on the side of the lord reading now it says many are inquiring how am i to make the surrender of myself to god you desire to give yourself to him but you are weak in moral power in slavery to doubt and controlled by the habits of your life of sin your promises and resolutions are like ropes of sand you cannot control your thoughts your impulses your affections the knowledge of your broken promises and forfeited pledges weakens your confidence in your own sincerity and causes you to feel that you cannot ac- that God cannot accept you but you need not despair what you need to understand is the true force of the will this is the governing power in the nature of man the power of decision or of choice everything depends on the right action of the will the power of choice God has given to men it is theirs to exercise you cannot change your heart you cannot of yourself give to god its affections but you can choose to serve him you can give him your will he will then work in you to will and to do according to his good pleasure thus your whole nature will be brought under the control of the spirit of christ your affections will be centered upon him your thoughts will be in harmony with him desires for goodness and holiness are right as far as they go but if you stop here they will avail nothing Many will be lost while hoping and desiring to be Christians. They do not come to the point of yielding the will to God. They do not choose to be Christians. End of quote. So what do we need to do? When we look at Jacob's life and Esau's life, we see one who had a willing mind and the other who didn't have the willing mind. Not even mere desire, I mean Esau, not even desire, he didn't have it. All his desire was on the temporal blessings but we see someone like jacob who had his will and his desire on the lord's side and he made his choice because the will as we saw now the governing power in the heart of man and it is that choice the power of decision this is not desire now it doesn't say where there is a desiring mind when there is a willing mind it's acceptable before god that's why we see here that desires for goodness and hope for goodness 
our and for holiness are right as far as they go but if you stop here you will it will avail you nothing there are many who who are going to be lost while hoping and desiring to be christians we need to put our will on the side of the lord and as we saw what happens to jacob it will happen to us in these last days the lord is seeking for a people whom he will seal that is the birthright today the birthright that is up for grabs will you take it do you even have the will do you have even the desire it is look many people mock at these things they they look at it as something that is difficult or not possible to be achieved not understanding that it is god who works it in us and that's why we are told strive to be among the hundred and forty four thousand and that is a better right for people today and if it's not that then we are to strive to be in heaven to be in the kingdom of god to get eternal life if we have that desire then it is up for grabs for us if we have the wheel placed on the lord's side nothing can stop you from getting the inheritance like nothing stopped jacob from also getting that inheritance may it be our portion amen let us pray holy father in heaven thank you for your words that have been spoken i pray father that you touch your children who would respond to the call to strive to be among those who will bring the greatest glory to your name to be among those who will be sealed that this birthright that has been given to us will not be despised like esau despised his birthright many of us have been called with this message and told that the lord is seeking a people who will keep his commandments and have the faith of jesus and some say i'm not interested i don't even want to live that life like Esau. Lord, I pray that you will touch the hearts of people who are listening to understand and see the possibility before them, that they may take advantage of this blessing that you have kept before us, that we may not despise our birthright, that we may, like Jacob, desire this inheritance and work along with you, that we may have the, Christ, the, the character of Christ worked out in us and at last have that excellency of the knowledge of Jesus in our lives. Lord, I pray, please do this for us, that we may bring the greatest glory to your name. In Jesus' name I've prayed. Amen.